Welcome to the Arlington Street Church Podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Normally I only read you the final line, or at most, the last nine lines of this poem. Here's the whole thing, Mary Oliver's The Summer Day. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean, the one who has flung herself out of the grass, the one who is eating sugar out of my hand, who is moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down, who is gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel down in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life. What is the most important word in this poem? It's the kind of question an English professor would ask. In fact, it is, and he did. What would you say? I said precious, as in your one wild and Precious life. Any other takers? Life. One prayer. Beautiful. Um, at the risk of your remembering nothing about this sermon but something about a grasshopper, I will tell you what my college English professor John Elder told me. The most important word in this poem, he said, is the word this. Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean. John Elder means that there is a particular way of looking and seeing that makes life wild and precious. Look. Look closely. Give life your full attention and devotion one grasshopper at a time. Look and see. This morning I invite you to join me in an invitation from the forming edge of summer to engage in a spiritual practice of wonder. 
Two weeks ago, in a city in southern China, in the middle of a thunderstorm, a one-year-old child climbed out on a window ledge two stories up, looking for his mother. Someone with a video camera captured the scene on that street. Someone drags out something that looks like an ottoman on wheels. Someone else brings cardboard, anything to pad the child's fall. Amidst the chaos, one man, identified only as Mr. Lee, positions himself under the window with his arms raised, his muscles flexed and bulging. His focus is absolutely flawless. Everything around him disappears and his entire being stretches up to the child who falls. With help from my favorite math teacher and Google, I did the calculation. Two stories is roughly 20 feet. Something about free fall and acceleration, Newton's law of gravitation, I think, it tells us that after one second, one second, the child would have fallen 16.3 feet. After two seconds, he would have fallen 65.3 feet. Mr. Lee has just over one second to react. Against all odds, he makes the catch. I have watched this over and over for the miracle, for the joy, and for the pure wonder of it. The child was uninjured. I circle back to my English professor, John Elder, who speaks of his tendency to experience life as a burden. He's not talking about depression, really, but about the feeling of putting out more than we're taking in. He's talking about forgetting joy. We may cross everything off our to-do list, but that is not the defining activity of a day well-lived. When we're running on the stink of the fumes, he says, if we remind ourselves to focus less on the outcome toward which we are racing and more on what is before us. Just this, right here, right now. Burden shifts to bliss. If we can lift our heads and open to the moment, we lighten up, we can remember joy. This is the spiritual practice of wonder, re-enchanting the world, finding the world so enchanting that we give it our full attention. Henry David Thoreau wrote of his decision to move to Walden Pond, I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach and not, when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. I did not wish to live what was not life. Living is so dear, dear, meaning both beloved and priceless. Dear, meaning enchanted with wonder. This is the opening stanza of In Time of Silver Rain by American poet Langston Hughes. In time of silver rain, 
The earth puts forth new life again, and flowers lift their heads, and over all the plain the wonder spreads of life, of life, of life. This is the best Father's Day story I've heard in a long time. When Mike King was growing up in Louisville, Kentucky, his mother married a man whom he describes as my dad, the best thing that ever happened to me. His new dad was Roger King. Roger King had grown up in a poor family with seven children. He loved cars, in particular the 57 Chevy Bel Air, his dream ride. Roger and Mike spent hours poring over car magazines together, discussing the virtues and every detail of that Chevy, which Roger said he knew he would never own. Nevertheless, when Mike was eight years old, he promised his father that he would buy him a 57 Chevy Bel Air for his 57th birthday. Mike is now 31. As the father of a son and a second son on the way, he is even more keenly aware of the gifts of his own father's love and devotion. My dad has been everything to me, he says. He is not my biological father, but he is my father. And having taken hold in him 23 years ago, the idea of fulfilling the promise that he made would not let go. Mike was determined to buy his dad that classic Chevy. He found the car. For months, he worked 60-hour weeks at a factory, and he bought it. Turquoise exterior, white bench seats, and a spotless interior. It needs, he says, just enough work to make it really fun for someone who is retired to spend all his time working on it, someone who loves cars. He brought it home from New Hampshire and hid it in his garage. And on his father's 57th birthday, he invited him over to the house and lured him out into the driveway under the guise of needing help fixing a game that was set up out there. And while Roger is distracted, Mike pulls up the garage door. Now you want to press play on the YouTube video and watch as Roger King looks up and into the garage and sees the car, his dream car, the car he has wanted all his life. You see the shock register on his face and tears spring to his eyes. His son says, happy birthday. And instead of walking toward the car, Roger King turns to his son and falls into an embrace, sobbing. This is real, he asks. This is real. Oh, the wonder. He walks into the garage as in a dream. Mike hands him the car keys. Roger looks, still disbelieving. Oh, my, he says. Oh, my. Finally, he leans over, kisses the car, and climbs in. This is real. Beloved spiritual companions, may we lift our heads and open to the moment. Lighten up and remember joy. This is the spiritual practice of wonder, re-enchanting the world, finding the world so enchanting that we give it our full attention. 
this, this is real. Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a donation by checking the mail or through our website.